2: If you like weird and strange history as much as I do, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Jason Horton, host of Strange Year. Each episode, I break down the strange history and cultural happenings during that year, like 1977, The Wow Signal, 1963, Three Tramps Theory, 1844, The Millerite Movement, 1997, The Phoenix Lights, 1896, The Shortest War, 2004, Benjamin Kyle, 1518, The Dancing Plague, 1985, The Move Bombing, 1972, Remote Viewing. So to get your weekly weird history fix, pause the podcast listening to right now and subscribe to Strange Year wherever you listen to podcasts. Moms, pom-poms, and murder. I'm Jason Horton.
1: I'm Rebecca Lieb.
2: And this is Ghost Town.
0: The Channel View woman charged with hiring a contract murderer to kill the mother of a middle school cheerleader is out on bond today. It was recalled in the junior high school where both their daughters went to school. Teachers say both girls were good students and well liked. The only difference, the daughter of Wanda Holloway, now awaiting trial for solicitation of capital murder, had never made the cheerleading squad. Verna Heath's daughter, on the other hand, had been on the squad for two years, and new cheerleader elections were coming up. The suspect and the attendant victim lived around the corner from one another.
1: She's been assured by, you know, the law enforcement agencies and things like that with uh, trial coming to date that, you know, that she doesn't have anything to worry about. But once someone, you know, it, once there's a contract on you, you just that just changes things.
0: The $2,500 contract was only on Mrs. Heath's life, but investigators say at one point Holloway considered a contract on Heath's 13-year-old daughter as well. She decided against it apparently because she didn't have enough money. It was
3: January of 1991 in Channelview, Texas, a small suburban town outside of Houston, known for being quiet, for their oil refineries, mostly white, working class. But now... It's known for the murder plot of Wanda Holloway, Vera Heath, and two adolescent girls with big plans to make the cheerleading squad. Are you you ready? I mean, I've seen Bring It On
2: six. I didn't see the first five. (laughs) Yeah,
3: just the sixth. The DVD. Did you get it from a red box?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I got on Blu-ray though. Oh,
3: crystal clear. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, uh, I love a good middle school. I love anything. It's, it's kind of like uh, with cereal. I think, where high sc- the, the school experience really resonates with me quite a bit. And this one did, too, even though I wasn't a teenager in Texas and I certainly didn't wasn't on the cheerleading squad. Channel View resident Wanda Holloway was 37, a small, pretty, dark-haired housewife who met her husband as a secretary at age 18. She grew up poor. She took business classes and piano lessons in high school. Though she tried desperately to escape it, she slowly embodied the suburban Texas dream, married a guy above her station named Tony Harper, kept her home, again, piano, went to church. She had a son in 1973 she named Shane, and four years later, a daughter named Shana. So really leaned into that. In 1980, Wanda and her husband divorced. Then she married a wealthy dude from a neighboring city, then briefly went back to her first husband, tony and then she married another older wealthier man from Channelview named cd holloway who had his own oil field service company though he was 20 years her senior the two had been attracted to another the two had been attracted to one another when she was his choir master and pianist at the missionary baptist church the one thing all my research notes say is that she was always impeccably dressed and very stylish and again of that time it was very like big crimped hair, like shoulder pads, that kind of rayon fabric. And she kind of saw herself higher than most people in the town, even though she really embodied what the town was like. I don't know if it was obvious or her life kind of hinted around that, but an old neighbor said of Holloway, you never see Wanda outside bathing a German shepherd or digging in the dirt. Said another friend of Holloway's, she had a very bad craving for money and she loves to dress the part. She was always, always wanting this and that. For the most part, she got what she wanted, but she set her sights on something else. Wanda Holloway really, really, really wanted her daughter, Shayna, to be a cheerleader. The cheerleading in Texas is still, like, huge. Like, we all saw cheer... Um, that was the community college there, but it was, it's still such a big part of the culture. It's a way that like a girl can advance herself without being like a beauty pageant person. Um, and it's still a sport, but it was still meant so much, which is something that I think we lose sight of a lot of the time too. Um, how big of a sport it is, how high profile it is, even at kind of the lowest level, like middle school, high school, which is hugely what this is about. Very important. This is when Verna Heath entered the picture, and the similarities between Verna Heath and her daughter Amber paralleled those of Wanda Holloway and her daughter Shayna. Both Verna and Wanda sent their daughters to the Both Verna and Wanda sent their daughters to the Alpha Gymnastic Studio where they could learn cheerleading from teachers certified by the National Cheerleading Association in an intense context where money could buy you private lessons, equipment, time. Um, You could just build your kid's skill set into something that could boost both their athletic capabilities and their social worth. Both Verna and Wanda had the reputation of going crazily all out for their daughters and being very close with them. Amber Heath had accompanied Verna to her grandmother's twirling studio since she was a small child and won twirling contests since she was three. Wanda saw to it that Shana had private cheerleading lessons, a modeling stint at the San Jacinto Mall, and a mother-daughter matching outfit day. Uh, one of the costumes or one of the matching outfits was a cheerleading uniform. So makes sense. Pretty on the nose. Both Shayna and Amber were very alike, too. They were pretty friendly, popular, weirdly close to their moms and stylish like their moms. They were never quite friends, though. Both the mothers and daughters were friendly. And of course, it made a lot of sense. But Amber was always just like a little bit ahead of Shayna. Shayna was vice president of the eighth grade when Amber was president of the student council. A little bit different. But again, very similar. In 1989, Shana was scheduled to try out for the seventh grade cheerleader squad at Channelview's Public Junior High School. Wanda had taken Shana out of Channelview's Christian School, a private elementary school, and enrolled her in the feeder elementary Alice Johnson Junior High to assure that she'd be el- eligible. What she didn't realize was that Amber, who was still at Channelview Christian, would be one of Shana's competitors. Verna got the principal's permission to let Amber try out, intending to send her to Alice Johnson. During the three days that campaigning was allowed, yes, middle schoolers and their families campaigned to get slots on the cheerleading squad. Verna picked Amber up at the private school and drove her to the junior high to meet, greet, and lobby to her future schoolmates. Part of her campaign, Verna had flyers printed with peppermint candies attached. When Wanda found out, it really fucked her up, probably made her think that she wasn't good enough or fed into that, you know, kind of, we need to dominate the world, we need to be the best but that Amber was just also one step ahead, like she always was, in front of Shayna. Wanda complained about Amber to the school board. She pestered other parents to urge their children not to vote for the outsider as she came to call Amber. She even talked about getting a lawyer. However, she could not save her child or herself from disappointment. With two slots open and three competitors, Amber won a place in the team and Shayna did not. Wanda was devastated. Wanda went through a lot when Shayna didn't make it, said one school administrator. Had they not allowed Amber to try out, Shayna would have made it. The stiff competition between these two middle schoolers, we're going to get right back to in a minute. Today's episode
2: is sponsored by Payoff.com. You've tried balance transfers and budgeting, but high interest rates and unrelenting bill cycles make it almost impossible to get out of credit card debt on your own. Instead of another new savings technique, you need a clear path out of debt, and that's what a payoff loan can do. A payoff loan is a personal loan backed by member-centric credit unions designed to help you pay off your credit cards. With rates as low as 5.99 APR and loan amounts up to $35,000 with no hidden fees and personal customer service support from Payoff to help you reach your financial goals. Some of the benefits of a Payoff loan may also include potential credit score boost, one monthly payment, and savings from lower interest rates. Go to Payoff.com slash ghost town to learn more. Checking loan rates won't affect your credit score. Try something new. Pay off your credit card debt with Payoff nmls id number 1396805 not all applicants may qualify loans only available within the united states loan is not available in all states payoff works with lending partners who originate the loans. additional terms conditions and eligibility requirements may apply more information is available go to payoff.com ghost town
0: you can live out your master chef dreams
3: I'll call it a hotline. It's really just a phone number. Um, we would love to have people call in. We're going to give people a prompt and you can call in with those specific prompts or you can just say hello. Um, this week's prompt is hometown haunt. So if you have anything from your hometown, any legends, any weird stories that happened to you, I love an urban legend. I love a weird house down the block that was creepy, any kind of crazy haunted creepy goings on please give us a call it's 877-804-6856 again that's 877-804-6856 call in say hello you don't even if you don't have any haunted hometown shit that's okay too say hi we like a hi we like a shout out
2: And we'd like to use these for a future episode, you know, compiling some of these. So if you're not okay with them being used, you can just let us know, hey, don't use this, but you still want to tell us about it. You want to share it. Even if it's a place that you don't – a place you don't live anymore or a place you used to live, it really doesn't matter. But Mm -hmm. it's just the theme is hometown haunts, and if you can, leave your name – Just give your first name, initials, anonymous, and the town you are from or what you're talking about just so we can kind of frame it up.
3: We would love that. And, yeah, just another way to reach us and stay connected in this crazy world at 877-804-6856.
2: Also, we just did an interview with... Patty Negri. Yeah. She's from Ghost Adventures.
3: Yeah. She's from Ghost Adventures. She has a podcast called The Witching Hour. It's really cool. She was really fun to talk to. We loved talking ghost shit. We loved talking haunted shit. Um, we went,
2: we, we we were out there. We were yeah. out of this world.
3: We are out of this world. We're out of this world. We we zoomed hard with her and we're excited because we're going to be on her podcast in July. In July, yes. Mm-hmm.
2: So you know, sometimes you record early, but we want to mention her. And her yeah. Her own website is pattynegri.com, P-A-T-T-I-N-E-G-R-I.com. It's a lot of cool stuff. She's on the TV show
3: mm-hmm. Ghost
2: Adventures.
3: Yeah. And she invited us to a seance at her house.
2: So we have some fun stuff coming up.
3: So I'm pretty excited
2: about that. And we just recorded a bonus episode for patreon.com slash ghost town pod. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun one. It's really weird. Oh yeah. It's already up there.
3: Oh it's already check uh, it out. It's waiting for you. It's, it's just, just waiting. waiting. It's like along hey, with other episodes. Turn around. I'm right we're here. We're
2: buying a lot of stuff to kind of re we have a new space. That's yeah. what it sounds like. So we're buying all new equipment.
3: Revamping. Revamping
2: and Don't worry, so, we're still in
3: my apartment. <laughs> yeah. We still uh record about five feet from where I sleep. So don't worry about that. Don't worry
2: about that. No one's we, getting rich. We do need to kind of just kind of just we had to move things around, mm-hmm. so that's the Patreon helps with that,
3: and, yeah, definitely. You know,
2: and uh, if you can help, and then you know, we donate some money every month, yeah. The Patreon, and we hope you're doing well. Most importantly, how's everyone? You hope you're keeping it together where you are, yeah. LA's probably locked in for a bit,
3: <laughs> yeah. LA is for staying where we are, which is good for health reasons. For our, for our physical health, our mental health eh, is a different story. But speaking of staying where you are and sticking the landing, right? oh, <laughs> sticking the landing! I think so. that sounds painful. Even saying that sounds painful.
4: Yeah.
3: Let's get back to Texas, shall we, to talk cheerleading. So the next year, Wanda worked even harder to get Shane on the team. Months before the event, she called on her ex-husband Tony and told him that she wanted to create something special to guarantee victory for Shayna. Tony came up with the idea of handing out wooden rulers and number two pencils printed with vote for Shayna Harper for cheerleader. I thought it was a good idea because most kids couldn't afford them, Tony said. Wanda agreed. Anxious and excited, she called Tony every day until the rulers arrived. Then when the campaign began, she took them up to school, but the handouts did not comply with the school election code, rules that Wanda would have been pretty familiar with, and they were confiscated. Wanda continued to pass the rulers out a few days later, and a meeting was called at the school for parents of cheerleader candidates. Verna Heath was in attendance, and Shana was officially disqualified. When Wanda Wanda learned of the decision, she begged the school to reconsider, but it was done. Somewhere during this, Shana told her father that she didn't want to be a cheerleader anymore anyway, but her mom just wouldn't have it. She had made this a personal mission of hers, to get her daughter on the squad. Months before March 1991, the cheerleader tryouts for Channel View High School, Wanda was making plans. She had taken a job doing clerical work in the high school band's director's office, and she had asked at least one administrator for advice on advancing Shana's chances as a cheerleader. She's going in from the inside. Eventually, her obsession led her to her ex-husband Tony's brother, Terry Harper. Terry was a 36-year-old who had been married and arrested several times, but had found the Lord bought a trailer, and tried to kind of just get straight, generally. He also absolutely adored his niece and nephew, I want to remind you, were named uh, Shane and Shana. Wanda knew this. She knew that her ex's brother loved the kids, and she explained her situation as they sat in her car outside his trailer. Terry was appalled by the idea of anything happening or doing anything illegal, And told Wanda, I don't do anything like that, and I don't know anyone who would do a 13-year-old child. And by do, I mean murder. But then, he said, she had options. Wanda said that she would get back to him. I thought, fine, Terry recalled. I just wanted to get out of the car. Things were pretty quiet till Christmas, um, when Wanda brought up the plan again and the hire of a hitman, which freaked Terry out. Terry went directly to the Harris County Sheriff's Department. If anything should happen to Vera or Amber Heath, he reasoned he wanted to be sure that he was not considered a suspect or would get back into that world. After hearing his story, Sergeant Flint Blackwell put a wire on Terry. And over the next three weeks, the police began monitoring Wanda and convinced slowly that she did intend to go through with a crime and that she was no longer shopping for a killer, that she had settled on Terry's choice of a murderer for hire. They had haggled over the price. The $2,500 the police quoted to assassinate Verna coupled with the 5000 quoted to assassinate Amber was, in Terry's words, just too much money for her. Wanda had to choose one person to murder, the daughter or the mother, and figured that killing Verna would leave Amber too upset to compete. So would take her out anyway. On the day that she was about to make the down payment that would lead to her arrest, Wanda dropped Shana off at church and then collected a pair of diamond earrings as payment to Terry. She said, I couldn't pull the trigger myself, but I can sure do it this way. Wanda was arrested the next day and dressed impeccably taken into custody. Similarly to the trial. Wanda tried to say throughout the trial that she her desire to see Vera gone was kind of like a joke. Like it was hyperbolic, there was a rivalry, but nobody really bought it. It came down to the tapes provided by Terry Harper, along with his testimony. The tapes revealed the words of Holloway offering her diamond earrings in exchange for never seeing Verna Heath in Channelview again. The defense lawyer, Troy McKinney, argued that Holloway's ex-husband, Tony Harper, had conspired with his brother to frame Holloway. Holloway was convicted of solicitation of capital murder in 1991 and sentenced to 15 years in prison, but... The conviction was overturned when it was discovered one of the jurors was on probation for a drug-released felony and should have never been allowed to serve on the jury, and the whole thing was declared a mistrial. Trial two. Holloway hired a new defense lawyer, Jack Zimmerman. This time, Holloway admitted to the crime, pleading no contest, and Zimmerman successfully negotiated a plea deal for her. On September 9th, 1996, State District Court Judge George Godwin sentenced Holloway to 10 years in prison with a fine of $10,000. Not too bad, if you ask me. Along with this, Holloway settled a civil suit agreeing to pay a total of $150,000 to the Heath family. It was decided in court that $70,000 would be given to Verna and her husband, $30,000 to the children, and $50,000 to cover the legal expenses of the case. On March 1st, 1997, Holloway was released after serving just six months and served her remaining 9.5 years on probation with a 1,000 hours of community service. And Shayna, According to Mental Floss, a journalist caught up with her, now... 34 years old. Um, this is in 2012. She had two kids, lived in a place called Humble, Texas, appropriate, and said that the whole thing was a mistake and she was very sorry. She seemed pretty over it. But let's circle back real quick to March 22nd, 1991, where cheerleader tryouts were held as scheduled at Channelville Junior High. Amber appeared and made the cut. Shayna didn't. She was too distraught to show up.
2: And then there was a documentary on this case called Bring It On, <laughs> featuring Kirsten Dunst as everyone.
1: Hi, I'm Jody. And I'm Allison. And we want to talk to you about our podcast, The Bloom Saloon. It's a G.D. Bloom book club! We actually read
4: each book one by one and
3: discuss every chapter in my
4: yeah, so you don't have to read
1: along. Or you can, that's fun too. We do dramatic readings, which I think is the most fun.
4: We get really into the characters that Judy's created for us. Jody, what's been your favorite book that we've read so far? Tiger Eyes, what about Ooh. you? Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, is a classic. And we Iconic. were just so taken with that book when we read it. You've done Dini? Wifey. Blubber.
1: Then again, maybe I
4: won't. A non-Judy book, Domestic Arrangements. Shout out Norma Klein. Otherwise known as Sheila the Great. Tales of a fourth grade nothing. Forever. Who could forget Ralph? I'd love to forget Ralph. (laughs) It's not for kids. We record every episode in. The The Bloom Bloom Cocoon.
3: Cocoon.
4: A cozy embrace. A magical space. For friends like you. (laughs) That's good.